It says, Mom, please don't kill me. You see that? Can't really hold it. That's why I got hard signs. The wind blows it around. <clears throat> Any of you guys have children? You know, one of the things I notice when we hold signs up like this is when you look at you look at the sign and then you just you make a face and you turn away from it. You don't want to you don't want to look at it. It just says, "Mom, please don't kill me." And it's that's a baby. How many of you guys do you have children? Have you ever ever done an ultrasound? Sir, sir ma'am, let us help you today. From Tennessee. Come to Asheville, North Carolina. Just to get some birth control, maybe? No. Planned Parenthood in Asheville, North Carolina. They murder babies here today. We don't come to Tennessee come from Tennessee to Asheville. for birth control. You ever think about that, officer? Sir, let us help you today. Please don't kill your baby, please. Love your baby, ma'am. We want to help you. Take a look at this sign right here, ma'am. Ma'am, please. Love your baby, ma'am. You need to understand that this is murder. That's your child. You know what, what's wrong with saying that? It's murder. The unjustified taking of a human life. And babies deserve equal protection. The same protection that this law, a law enforcement officer right now says that he's going to give to everyone out here. The same protection he says that he's going to protect the escorts and the people entering this property and he says he's going to protect us. We want the same level of protection for the for the innocent babies in the womb. The innocent children that are in the mother's womb right now. We want that same protection. Mom, please don't. Mom, please don't kill me. That's what we want, officer. But what we can't get past because we're we're Christians and we believe that, that God's word and his law are good and righteous and true. It's the light. It's the standard of truth. That you shouldn't be here today being paid by Planned Parenthood. You shouldn't be here today because the extra paycheck you're making on a Saturday for a side gig, you're getting paid off the backs of dead babies. Getting paid today for a side gig to defend murder. And before a holy judge, before the righteous God of all creation, you're going to have to stand and give an account. And the reason we tell you that is because we love you. Now the world says that doesn't sound like a message of love, but love warns. Love warns people, just like you heard me earlier. If there was a bomb in this building... I mean, if, if there was a bomb in Planned Parenthood today and that bomb was going to go off at 1030 
And you knew that bomb was in there. If you if you got a call, if you got a call and somebody gave a, a bomb threat and said, there's a bomb, it's going to go off at 1030, you need to get everyone out of Planned Parenthood in Asheville. Okay? The loving thing to do would be what? To make sure you went through that building and you got every human being out of that building. And you got them out and you got them far from... from the building, and you certainly made sure that at 10.30 there wasn't anyone in that building. Why? Because love warns. <laughs> love, love protects. Love rejoices in the truth. Love does no harm to its neighbor. But the rainbow vests stand for LGBTQ pride. And it supposedly stands for love. But it's the opposite of that. It stands for hate. Because you guys have a message of hate. You have a message of murder. You have a message of rejection of God. Suppression of truth and living in unrighteousness and believing a lie. And so as Christians, as those who follow Jesus Christ, the Word who became flesh, the creator of all things, the eternal God, the Savior, the only Savior, the one who sits at the right hand of the Father, the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. He commands all people everywhere to repent, to turn from their evil, to turn from the darkness, to turn from their wicked ways, and to turn to Him and to Him alone for salvation. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. And it's pretty simple. How do we know who those people are, those who are of the darkness and those who are of the light and who are true followers of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ and who are not? First John tells us that those who practice righteousness are righteous and those who practice lawlessness are lawless. And regardless if you have a uniform on or whatever you put over top of you, whatever doctorate you have or whatever you have on your license, it doesn't matter. We're going to know a tree by its fruit. Jesus said this, we are to judge, to judge a tree by its fruit. And today we know and can see, and week after week, the same police officer is in the parking lot. And the same men and women are in the parking lot. Waving people in. Man, let us help you today. Waving people in and supporting and defending the right to murder innocent human beings who don't have a voice. We are their voice today. We are their voice today. And so what we want to implore you, what we want to, to plead with you is that there, there is a day of judgment coming. King Jesus will judge the world in righteousness. And the Bible tells us this, that it's appointed each man to die, then comes the judgment. Every single human being created in this world will die because of sin. The Bible tells us that. It says the wages of sin is death. The price we pay for being a sinner and sinning in this world is death. But it's more specific in the way that it's explaining what that death is. It's Eternal separation from God. It's the second death. Man, please don't go in there today. 
Man, they murdered babies in this building Wednesday through Saturday. Don't do business with these people, please. Leave this place. And so what we're trying to tell you today is that God's word has gone out and he has told us what is right, what is good, what is true, what is beautiful. He's told us in his word, his law word, from Genesis to Revelation. This is God's special revelation to us and we are his ambassadors. Hey, would you stop and talk to us? We are his ambassadors. And God is making his appeal through us to be reconciled to God. Because the wages of sin is death, and you're a sinner, and everyone's a sinner, falling short of the glory of God, and you will face the judge of all the earth, and he will judge you according to your deeds. He will judge you according to your words. Every word that you've ever spoken, and every illicit thought that you've ever had. And being a righteous judge, he, he will judge you righteously. And the Bible says that that judgment is an eternal separation from that holy, loving God. But a holy, loving God must punish sin because love warns, love protects. Does, does that make sense to you? Just like I said, bomb in the building, going to go off at 10.30. And if that bomb in the building is going to go off at 10.30, and I know that it is, I'm going to warn every person that goes into that building, every per person that's in that building, I'm going to say it, I'm going to tell them, and I'm going to make sure that they don't go into that building. Why? 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 Because I love my neighbor. Because I don't want anything to happen to the people in that building. Regardless. Regardless of their age. Regardless of their gender. Regardless of their size. Regardless if they're this small or this tall, human beings created in the image of God are valuable. And we should love our neighbor, even the most tiny ones. We're going to warn them not to go in there, and we're going to make sure that there's not a bomb in that building. We're going to make sure. Why? Because we love our neighbor. We love our neighbor. So today, right now, it is a fact that in that building, there is a murderer in that building. There is one who has premeditated, decided within their heart and their mind and their actions to come into this building and set up shop and to take money from moms and dads who no longer want their baby anymore and want to murder their baby, have made the premeditated decision to murder their child and bring it to the other murderer, bring it into this building, and to do away with it, and just be like, no questions asked. We can handle it. We can take care of it. And love warns, and we're here today to tell you, we want to help you. We want to we want to help you in any way that we possibly can. We want to help you. And we're not here to condemn you either. We're not here to condemn you. The, the, the Lord Jesus Christ said himself that everyone born into this world is condemned already. Remember, we're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. 
We're all sinners and we have no righteousness of our own. And because we have no righteousness of our own, because we have no righteousness of our own, we need the righteousness of God to be saved, to enter into heaven. You can't go into his presence. You cannot come into his presence unless you're perfect. And none of us is perfect. So how can we obtain this righteousness? We can't obtain this righteousness because no one is good. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. The venom of asps is under our lips. Our feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery is in our past. This is what the Bible says, Romans 3, Isaiah. It's all through the Bible, the Psalms. So what do we do? What do we do? Because we're all in this condition, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the Savior has come into the world. The Savior. Jesus Christ. The eternal God who put on flesh and dwelt among us. Who bore our wrath for our sins on the tree. His blood was poured out for our sins. And the wrath of the Father fell upon him so that we could be healed. But also that righteousness that you need. The righteousness of Jesus Christ will be counted to you when you believe by faith. When you turn from sin and believe in Jesus Christ alone, that righteousness of God that we need to enter into heaven, that perfect righteousness that we need is credited to us when we believe by faith. The Bible says in Romans 4, Abraham believed God, and it was what credited to him as righteousness. And the same goes for us and everyone who believes. What do I need to do to be saved? Believe God that God has sent his Son into the world to be our righteousness, to be our sacrifice. The Lamb of God came into the world to save us from our sins and to give us His own righteousness, to, to clothe us with His righteousness. The Bible tells us this in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, He who knew no sin, talking about Jesus, became sin for us so that we can become the righteousness of God. This is good news. If you know you're a sinner and worthy of God's wrath, it's good news today. Hey, brother. We'll help you today. Let us help you. We want to help you today, sir. There's a reason you got your car walk down the street. We want you to know that we love you. We want to help you. We want to tell you the truth, though. We want to tell you the truth, though. These people laugh and mock. Laugh and mock. Because they hate God. I used to be a hater of God, too. I used to laugh and mock. God saved me six years ago. God saved me six years ago. I used to laugh and mock at preachers, the church, hated Christians, hated the message. And this is what God does to the ungodly. This is what God does. He takes a dead sinner. He takes someone who is dead to God, hates God, wants nothing to do with them. He takes them rotting corpse, no, not even rotting, dead, dry bones like Ezekiel 37. In Ezekiel 36, he takes the heart of stone out and he gives him a heart of flesh and he takes those dry, dead bones. And when the word of God and the gospel went forth and I heard it, he took those dead, dry bones and he put life in those bones and he made this dead man come to life. And that's what God did to me 
one who deserves God, God's wrath, one who deserves the punishment for my sin. But my sin and my condemnation fell upon Christ Jesus when he died on the cross. So Romans 8 tells this truth about me, that there is no condemnation for me because I am in Christ Jesus. Because God made me alive together with Christ, by grace I have been saved. And this faith I have in Jesus Christ is a faith that God has given to me by His grace. And I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I have redemption through His blood. My trespasses have been nailed to the cross of Christ. And He has paid for them all, past, present, and future. So I glory in Christ alone. I have nothing to boast in and of myself. In myself. I have nothing to boast in. I'm not good. Only God is good. And the only reason I'm here today is God compels me to love my neighbor. And one of the fruits of the gospel, one of the fruits of salvation, is one recognizes this about himself. One recognizes who God really is and who they really are. And they begin to understand that the only way for them to be saved, the only way for them to be reconciled to God is faith in Christ alone, in the person and the work of Christ, in its believingness. And the fruit, and the fruit of that salvation, the fruit of that changed life, is a life that loves God, is a life that loves their neighbor as themselves according to the scriptures. We don't make up our own way to love our neighbor. We don't decide amongst ourselves in our eight-pound brain what loving our neighbor is. God has said in his law word what love is. This is love that we would fulfill the law. Do unto others as we would do unto ourselves. And so what I'm telling you today is that baby, that innocent child in the womb deserves life deserves protection. But it's not receiving that today. And what you're doing right now, sitting in this parking lot, being an advocate for death, is you're promoting the death of innocent children. And what do you think God has to say about that? He says it's murder. He says it's murder. It's the truth. He says it's murder. And what do you do now? What do you do that you know now what you're doing? Do you keep on doing it? Do you keep on walking in lawlessness? Do you keep on walking in disobedience? Do you keep on following this world? Do you keep on following the flesh and the devil? Or do you turn? Do you turn to the only true God? Do you turn to his son for salvation? Do you turn from your wicked ways? The Bible says those who repent and turn from their wicked ways and turn to the son, Jesus Christ, who came into this world to save sinners will be saved. And what will be the outcome? What will be, what will be the fruit of their life? To be 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and all things have become new. And you will no longer be an ambassador for death, but you'll be an ambassador for life. And you will preach and teach 
and live out this life preaching the author of life, Jesus Christ, the Word who became flesh. You will be preaching and teaching and living out in this life, teaching about the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is what will happen. So you need to understand this. The gospel is not a suggestion. The gospel is not a suggestion. The gospel is a command from the king who sits on his throne and is making a footstool of his enemies under his feet. This king Jesus, who was born through a virgin, the eternal God who was born through a virgin, who lived that perfect, righteous, sinless life and obeyed the law of God perfectly to provide righteousness for us, that same Jesus gave up his life in his passive obedience and died a substitutionary atonement on the cross. He is the substitute for his people's sins. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of his people's sins. And when Christ died on the cross, three days later, he rose from the grave. This is important. Why? Because he rose himself from the grave because he is God he is God and the father is satisfied in the sacrifice of his son this is what the father says about the son he says this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased with and the father was pleased with his perfect sinless life and the father is pleased with his sacrifice for sin and now God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. That name of Jesus. That name of Jesus. And the Bible says that every knee will bow. That means every knee, every knee, every knee will bow. And every tongue, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is not a suggestion. This is a command. And there are consequences to disobeying this command. There are consequences of disobeying this command. If you die in your sins, the Bible says you will go to hell. The Bible says you will go to hell. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. This is what God's word says. Love warns. And the truth of the matter is, you don't believe. You're not believing. You don't believe this message. I understand that the Bible says in Corinthians that the preaching of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. So us believers here today know that this message, this gospel message that we believe and we preach and proclaim to you is the message of salvation. It is the power of God that takes dead men and raises them to life. The Apostle Paul said this, that 
but the gospel is the power of God for salvation, and he wasn't ashamed of it, and neither are we. We're not ashamed of this message of the gospel. Why? Because, officer, I love you. Ma'am, I love you. And most of all, we love those innocent babies in there. And their blood is going to cry out for vengeance and justice against those who have taken it. God will give his vengeance. God will bring his justice. And so what we are begging you and imploring you to do is turn to the one who can save you from God's wrath, from God's justice. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the just and the justifier. That God is the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. The justice of God for, for our sins fell upon Christ. And Christ is the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. It's Christ. It's Christ. It's Jesus Christ. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is everything. You're either an Adam or you're in Christ. You're either an Adam or you're in Christ. Either your representative is Adam, which is going to lead to death, or your representative is Jesus Christ, which leads to life. And if you're in Adam, this is what you're going to do. You're going to keep on disobeying the truth. You're going to keep on rejecting the truth, and you're going to keep on suppressing the truth, and you're going to keep on believing the lie, because that's what you do. That's what I used to do, because you have the kingdom of darkness. And you follow the one who is the king over the kingdom of darkness, and that is the devil. But Christ came into the world to save you out of the kingdom of darkness and bring you, bring you into the kingdom of his beloved son, the kingdom of light. And so those who are of the light walk in the light as he is in the light. Those who are of the light, you're going to know them by their fruits, and you're going to see that they're going to walk in righteousness. But those who are of the darkness, their deeds exposed in the show that they are of the darkness. Turn to Jesus. He's the only way. He's the only way to be saved. Turn to Jesus. Today, now is the time of salvation. Your heart might stop in a second. You might have a, a stroke. You might drive out of this parking lot and get T-boned like a lady did last Thursday over here. There's going to be a day when you're going to die and you're going to face the judgment. And those who are not in Christ, those who are not in Christ will receive a just reward for their sin, eternal wrath from God.